Hello, listeners, and welcome to Season 8, Episode 19, for a grand total of Episode 207 of the Yodafest Podcast. Welcome back. I'm Dio, and I'm here with Angelo. Hello. Jay. Ni hao. Nancy. Heyo. Yeah, we're back. It's been a little bit, but uh, uh, we're, we're right week. in time. A whole other week, and we're, we're, we're just in time for the Lunar New Year. Uh, but before we get started, uh, we have some uh, news and announcements. Hey, lovers, your friendly neighborhood Seth here, interrupting with a very special announcement. We are so pleased to announce our 25th anniversary keynote event, the Silver Stars Masquerade Ball. Dance the evening away, share some delightful anecdotes of 25 years worth of shenanigans, and fill up a time capsule with our dearest wishes for the future to be opened at OdaFest's 50th anniversary. Not sure how to ballroom dance? No worries. We'll have volunteers on hand to teach you the basics. Dress code is cosplay or semi-formal. Whatever that means to you. Being a masquerade, masks are encouraged. The more grandiose and fancier, the better. We'll have prizes for best dressed and most marvelous mask, among others. And now, back to the podcast crew. And thanks for listening. Odafest Sketch Drive applications are now open from January 16th to February 26th. Come be a part of this beloved little corner of the festival. Get your application in today. And get your AMV contest submissions in for prizes, for glory, for a rip-roaring good time. Speaking of which, we're halfway through our panelist application period. Deadline is February 5th. Share a topic you are passionate about with your community. As always, panelists with one accepted panel are entitled to a 50% discounted weekend pass to Odafest for themselves and an assistant. Two accepted panels means the panelist and the assistant are entitled to a free weekend pass. Find additional information via odafest.com. Wow! We actually have announcements! That yes. means the event. That it means, means the, the event con is coming. Is coming. Ah. It, means, it means the deadline is ticking. So we back. If you're a cosplayer, you are on a deadline now. What? They've been on a deadline since November. Indeed. I distinctly remember Angelo reminding everyone that it's like, this is your announcement that you have five months. Guess what, everyone? Yeah. That means this is now your announcement that you have four months. Yes, it is four months now. This already. is not drill. This is your four-month warning to get your cosplay done. So if you're ordering anything from overseas uh, or preparing anything special that's going to need time for shipping or, or preparation, you might want to get it in sooner or later. Like you're, you're, you're coming up on time where if you're anticipating mail delays, uh, you might want to start, start ordering now to get those, those, pads, those pads in. It's true. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It is time. I need to finish my, I have my cosplays in my closet. They're ready to go. But I have a couple of accessories that I need to uh, pick up and and prepare before the event. So I'm also, I am also under the same four month deadline of, hmm, these things shouldn't take too long, but I haven't done them yet. So I need to do them. And always remember, if you are... If you are a fantastic cosplayer, if you are the relaxed kind of cosplayer, this really means that you have a three-month deadline going in. You want you want some time to relax, to get all your 
your plans in order for Odafest. Yeah, to kick your feet up a little bit. Uh, and if you're a if you're a if you're a cosplay con cruncher, uh, this is your uh, your uh, your your your. If three months and one. This is cruncher. this is your like four your your three and a half month warning that your your crunch under the desk up all night season starts in about three and a half months. Exactly. You can just relax for three and a half months. You've got <laughs> yeah. you've got a whole week. There's a whole week of time before Odafest for you to just not sleep at all. You have you have. Let's be clear here. You have three months until. You need to finalize what you're cosplaying as. And how you're going to get it done in the remaining, like, three weeks. Yeah. I mean, start considering it in about three months. Yeah, Have I ever yeah, exactly. expressed how grateful I am to myself that I'm not a cosplayer <laughs> based on your deadlines? <laughs> I can't... Okay, so... Yeah. No, We fair. have staff members that cosplay... And Dio is one of them. Um, And I don't know how you can do these things while planning, like pre-planning the con and pre-planning and and assembling your cosplay. It just doesn't make any sense to me. You work a uh, 40-hour-a-week job, just like I do. You uh, uh, have to do all the pull the bits and pieces of Odafest together. You have to pull yep. the bits and pieces of your cosplay together. You yep. stream. Like, what are yep. you doing? Uh, not sleeping. <laughs> That's what I'm doing a lot of. Jay, do you uh, get a nice eight hours of sleep a night? Um, I probably sleep more than normal, yeah. I try See, to get wow. See, cosplayers don't. You get a nice, wow. healthy amount of sleep. See, some oh. of you, you guys have 24 hours in a day. I have i have 30 hours in a day <laughs> that's not quite how that works that's that is who, exactly how it works i just who gave dio the time travel machine I have the time travel machine. she deserves it exactly. she needs it yeah clearly i make the additional hours in the i make the extra six hours in the day my god <laughs> how do you do how that's my is my superpower how is your average hours of sleep a night like throughout a year Oh, I actually do get a decent, like, I, I tend to do six to seven hours. I wish I could do, like, more than that. Like, for me, the perfect sleep is somewhere in that, like, seven and a half to, like, nine range, mm-hmm. it seems like. Mm-hmm. But I function pretty well on, like, six and a half to seven. So I would say I probably hit that, like, on average, it probably averages out to about seven. Because, like, to on get the weekends, five. I get to sleep in. I used to get five. I'm and gonna, I was perfectly fine. I, I need to point this out now because I want to make this very clear. Everyone's <laughs> bodies do require different amounts of different sleep. Amounts That's of the number sleep. one that thing. That is true. The yeah, other, but totally. do not, and I do mean this, do not make it a brag fest about how little you are sleeping. Yes. Like, like, do not say, like, like, do not, I'm going to say don't be proud of being unhealthy. That's what I mean. Yes, exactly. Because I used to do right that. Everyone, of, everyone used to do that. Yes. In school especially. to get the right amount of sleep for your body. Like yes. I was definitely, especially when I was in early university, I was definitely the person who would do four or five hours a night. And it was not right for me. Like at all. It was not healthy. It was not good. 
I have definitely also had periods in life where I've slept for nine or 10 hours and it's a little bit too much sleep. Like, does anybody else get that feeling where like when you're oversleep, you you feel you feel gross when you wake up, like you don't feel rested. So I learned that like trying to like do a 10 hour sleep is like, no, this I feel worse when I wake up. But when I when you when you hit that nice symbiosis, which for me seems to be around that like seven, maybe seven and a half hours. Hours, that's like I wake up. I, I'm waking up without like needing an alarm to like go bah, 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 and yell at me. But I'm also waking up rested and ready for the day, which is good. But it varies for everyone. But I'm very jealous of that's you people. Of you people who I'm both jealous of the healthy people who are healthy on ten hours of sleep, and I'm jealous of the healthy people who are healthy on five hours of sleep. More than anything, I just don't want to wake up in the morning. (laughs) Like, Mm, when I say in the morning, I mean, I don't want to wake up anywhere between three in the morning, which is, like, really early. But some people do have to wake up at three to, like, eight. Three to eight, that five-hour span, I'm just not happy to be awake at that time. I just don't really care. Yeah, That's like I, my ideal wake up time, honestly, like, if I have control of the universe is, like, 9 a.m. Because that's the point where it's like, or like 8.30, right? Like, that's the point where it's like, I'm not waking up. Because, okay, so the worst part about waking up, like, too early, like, if you wake up at, like, 3, 4, 5 o'clock, like, shout out to those who do, is, like, everything is, it's too quiet. It's, like, uncomfortably quiet because everyone else is asleep. But Hmm. I don't like waking up at, like... 10 30 11 because so much of the day is gone like so many people agree and 10 o'clock is is my sweet spot yeah i think for me like nine o'clock is like my perfect sweet spot of like it's not so early that it's dead quiet and there's nothing happening and it's not so late that i feel like i've missed a chunk of the day because like Mm -hmm. if you wake up i don't know if you wake up like for me if i wake up at 11 a.m And then if I go to bed at the same time every night around 11 p.m., it means my day is cut down to, like, 12 hours. Versus, like, if I wake up at, like, 9 or even 8, then I'm getting that extra, like, three hours in my day. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Fun stuff. I know what you mean. There there was a period in time. At, at like, 2 p.m. And then you have to go to bed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There was a period in time when I was single and had all the time in the world and I slept like four to five hours a night and I felt great. Yeah. I would I would be like cleaning first thing in the morning, vacuum the whole house, wow. I mean, make quality, breakfast. Quality is the big part too. Like yeah. I would yeah, rather sleep is most I've had important. like quote unquote eight hours of sleep where I've woken up like five and you're just times. Like, Whoa. Versus like four hours of sleep where I'm dead asleep and I wake up, I'm like, this is good. Like, this is, this is not like <laughs> my, my, this is not the most, but this is, yeah, this is enough. The right and I didn't amount. wake up. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's the worst part. The worst part is waking up and having to go back to sleep. Like, mm. I know that that your, your body like naturally goes through like those cycles or like your really deepest sleep, your most restful sleep is like your REM sleep. But then you have like those sort of like light sleeping stages that you kind of and you kind of go between them. But the worst mm. is when you leave that white, that light sleeping stage and then you're awake and you're just like, uh, no, I want to mm-hmm. go back to bed and your body's like, nope. We're we're just awake now, and it's that it's two thirty a.m. Saturday morning. 
pain. That was oh, me. I woke up at pain. like 5.30. I was like, what? what is this bullshit? Why are my eyes open? Mm-hmm. Who allowed this to happen? I want to speak to their manager. I'm going to get back to sleep right now. And then I'm wide awake until 6.30 and I'm just like, well, I guess the day's starting now. Dio tweeted about Angelo's sleep yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh I saw gosh. that. Sleep talking is amazing. So I, I saw know. that despite Twitter's broken timeline. Uh-huh. So I don't know if I sleep talk, but Angelo does on occasion. Um, it's very I'm sorry, Angelo, I've outed you. <laughs> <laughs> I started like, this. You know, Angelo had fallen asleep and I tend to like, I have a tougher time falling asleep. So I will sit in my, you know, I was reading a book. I tend to like sit and I'll just read a book until I feel sleepy and then I'll fall asleep. And so Angelo's calmly, you know, like lightly snoring next to me. And then he kind of rolls away from me and he just exclaims, dang. And I'm like, <laughs> Angelo, can you give us a replay? Can you give us a... a, a... Uh, a voice boy no, voice I replay. Re- I, I remember Dio being like, "What? What's wrong?" And I'm yeah, like, but I'm saying, I'm just saying. You can you say? Wrong? Can you say the word for me? Dang. Yeah. And so just I was just like, snort. "Dang." So I was just like, "Huh?" And Angelo's very tired, so he goes back, "Huh?" And I'm like, "Is everything okay?" And he's like, "What? Everything's fine." Then he goes back to sleep, and I'm like. Dang. Did you have a nightmare? And he's just like, no. And then goes back to sleep. <laughs> I was, okay. I was sitting there I just had... so confused. I was like, what just happened? I had a really similar moment where, like, apparently in the middle of the night, I rolled over and I said the words very clearly. <laughs> Unfortunately, I need to tell you something. <laughs> that would be I terrifying. I to fall asleep again. That would be terrifying as your like as your partner because like they're like, oh, are they like hiding something from me that they're not telling me? And then like, I'm not I'm not that person where I think I would want to wake you up and be like whatever. But like, there is a component there where you're like, is this about us? No. And the worst thing was is that I fell asleep immediately after saying that. And so when when I was asked like, what? What do you mean? And I woke up and I was like, huh? What are you talking about? I didn't, I didn't we, say that. We, our sleep minds betray our really conscious do. minds. Well, like, thankfully, it wasn't like a really weird dream or anything like that. But like, I literally don't remember saying that. I don't remember having a dream where I would need to say that to someone. Like, I just don't remember. Our and so- then it hit me. It hit me. It was in a script I was reading the day before. Oh, you su- see, your subconscious Wink. was practicing for the audition. I was sure. practicing for an audition. In your subconscious. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I'm <That> so sorry. <laughs> reminds me of something. So clearly, you are so productive that even in your sleep, you are working. I yeah. am working. I really this should just happened. have recordings of myself in sleep so that I can just submit these things for my demo reels. (laughs) This happened to Dio a couple weeks ago where she was having a problem a problem at work she couldn't figure something out and then it came to her in a dream. It really did. So it was Oh I I saw that you tweeted about that too. Yes I did so I was was working on a code problem um, Mm -hmm. at work 
Um, and, you know, I've been working on this problem for like a couple of, I, I want to say like maybe like three weeks. Um, and I hadn't really, you know, just off the side of my desk and I hadn't really figured it out. And I'd, you know, roped in some of my teammates to think about it and do some brainstorming and we hadn't really come up with anything. And so we were going to loop in a vendor to, um, in fact, I was in the process of looping in a vendor to come help with the problem. And I just remember dreaming one night I was having a dream and I dreamt that I had written the code to fix the problem. And I woke up and I was like, I better write this down. And so in my, <laughs> I picked up my phone and I opened my, my Google notes and I, I typed down this like pseudo code in the middle. It's like, it's like one, it's like 2am. I, I jot down this pseudo code and I go back to sleep and I wake up the next day. It's a Tuesday morning. I, I go into the office and I say, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna try this and like see what happens. And so I write it down. I write the code, and I hit compile and run, and it just works. Yep. No compilation errors. She's no built different, errors. folks. It just works. She sees the like, code. That has like, happened to me. There's no way. And no, then, and no. I was supposed to, and so it was really funny because I was supposed to contact the vendor that that day to like confirm a day like that week. Like I was supposed to meet them that afternoon, and I was like, um, I don't need to meet you guys anymore. I I don't need you. My subconscious mind is better. <laughs> My subconscious mind is doing overtime and figured out the answer. And so, don't you feel cheated by that? It's like you wanted to sleep. You could have done anything while you were sleeping, and you chose but to work. Your brain was working. <laughs> and my brain was doing work. Like I'm like maybe I need to pay. Like, uh, like I'm like maybe. So I don't need overtime pay for that, but maybe the me, like sleeping subconscious me, needs overtime for that. Like maybe I should mm -hmm. give subconscious me some extra sleep or something. No, like because that would just mean like more a, work. A new fluffy pillow or I don't know, some melatonin gummies or something. Like why are Jeez. you working? I this, explicitly this? say don't you feel cheated by this because this has happened to me once. Yeah. In oh, yeah. the dumbest way possible. It was back when I was in high school, and at the time I was playing a lot of a lot of uh, Mega Man Battle Network. Uh -huh. What a wonderful game! It's a good game. And now I do not dream very often, but there was one time. It has been like twenty years, and I still vividly remember dreaming about playing this fucking Game Boy game. <laughs> And I didn't even accomplish anything. It wasn't like completing some goal in the game that I dreamed of. Woke up and it was like, oh, I didn't actually do that. I only dream. No, I accomplished nothing even in the fucking dream. I woke up and I was like, what? What? I actually remember this dream for once. What the shit? It could have been anything. Uh -huh. I could have dreamed anything and I would have actually remembered it for once. Instead, I've dreamed of playing this video game. What the fuck is it's wrong? It's a good with game. <laughs> back when back when StarCraft 1 was all the rage, I didn't understand resource management as like little Nancy. And so I played like the first part of the story campaign and got to a certain point where it was just like you hit a difficulty wall and I was really frustrated by it. So what did I do? I went to bed that night really frustrated by this game, also doing my homework, but being frustrated by this game. And then I dream about playing StarCraft and dying and dying and dying. And then the next day I wake up and I'm like, oh, that's what I'm doing wrong. And then I get past the level. Like, it's like my brain does work for me when I fall asleep. Yeah. 
I I have also yeah. f- like done. I don't have the specific example anymore. I think it was related to Odafest though, where <laughs> I was like figuring out some sort of logistic thing for an Odafest event, and my brain figured it out in my sleep. I don't. I wish I could remember what it was, but I do dream like every night pretty much. So it's just filed in like the long, long lists of of Odafest. That being tone. said, <laughs> that being said, I actually did dream about Odafest last night. I, now, amongst Odafest staff members, we have things that we call Odafest nightmares. I haven't really had too many Odafest nightmares, but the Odafest nightmare is like, obviously, you know, it, it's like school dreams or work dreams where you're like, you know, you're yeah. placed in Odafest and then like none something of the happens. rooms have have like uh, uh, schedules or something like it's something crazy like that usually oh the banners are wrong exactly. I have no idea where I'm taking my guest yeah now I the will say that I don't landed in Hawaii for some reason <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have like um, nightmares proper um, ever in general so I do tend to remember nightmares this last one just because it was super fresh happened last night. I don't know if it was a nightmare specifically, but I do know that for some reason we moved Odafest to Okotoks. <laughs> and the logistics of that, because oh my god, weird. The, I think it was slightly like a nightmare because I know Okotoks fairly well. But I, I like oh, yeah? I, I'd gone up like I have family in Okotoks, uh, uh. so like I visit before, but I don't know anything about venues in uh, in Okotoks. So like. I think part of the nightmare scenario was that we didn't Walmart really know. Lot. Yeah, we didn't really know where we were holding Odafest, but we had like like trucks full of our you know stuff and and storage stuff. All our resources were all there, but like nothing was being put together very well. And I was like, yeah. "Why are we here?" But there's clearly a reason. <laughs> oh my gosh! I also this whole town, conversation. This entire conversation has also made me realize that if Twitter does truly implode, I will lose track of a lot of my, like, ability to keep track of Dio and Angelo's lives. <laughs> yeah, it's all, true. Of our, all of our, uh, it, all, all of our, our shenanigans are, yeah. are cataloged in nice, bite-sized microblog format. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Nancy, Nancy, Nancy to, and I are both to... on, but we don't tweet nearly as much as... Uh, you you just consume. We read, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a good gonna... way for me to keep in touch with people, not necessarily for people to keep in, in touch, touch with, with me. me. Yeah. Yes. You're like, I'm here to to passively observe. I'm I'm buying a ticket to the movie theater, but I'm not I'm not willing to p- make a play a role in the production. Here, I saw your thing. Accept my support. Indeed, I'm like <sighs> maybe I need to spin up my own Mastodon instance just for my own. Just for my own life yelling. Personal Maybe. word vomit? Yeah. 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 Anyways. <laughs> As Dio's head goes off in the distance. I'm like, yep. ooh, a new a new shiny new thing for a new shiny new project. <laughs> Speaking of shiny new things, happy it's a shiny new lunar year. new year. Yeah. Yay! Yay! It's the year of the rabbit or the, the year of the cat bitch. if you're Vietnamese. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I, I always didn't thought know that, that was interesting because yes. the cat was like specifically kept out of the zodiac by way of various yes. stories, depending on what version you listen to. Yeah, exactly. but I think it's interesting that it is part of the zodiac in Vietnamese zodiac. culture. Yeah. yeah, so it is a part of the Vietnamese zodiac, uh... and so this year for them, it's the year of the cat. And so if you go to like if you go into any other like any sort of generic. East Asian sort of like grocery store or supermarket, you'll see like tons of year of the rabbit themed stuff. But if you go into <laughs> Vietnamese one right now, you'll see lots of cats, especially the lucky cats. Mm. Interesting. Very cool. I, yeah. uh, this is not really related, but it is. Um, Odafest, our ch- I don't know if we've mentioned this yet, but our charity is Meow Foundation. Yes. Which is like a cat-specific... Um, a rescue. Rescue, charity. exactly. And uh, we've, par- we've partnered up with them this year. And yesterday we went to tour the facility because we wanted to see... They invited us over and we wanted to see what they were all about. And they're very cool. Um, very great people doing lots of great work for yeah. um, strays, ferals, uh uh, and rescue cats and finding them new forever homes. Yeah. So if I mm. if I if I just violated an NDA, so be it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's but fine. yeah, very very on very on on brand. Given that it is it mostly is. Year of the Rabbit, but mm-hmm. also Year of the Cat, depending Indeed. on your culture. Which yeah, is really rabbits, cats, they both jump, they have Fluffy, ears, cute. they're animals. They, they're cute. Adorable. <laughs> yep, very. The teeth are different, but they both have teeth. That's got to count for something. Yeah. They have so eyes. So and Nancy are both East Asian. Do you have any family traditions or things that you got to enjoy to celebrate the Lunar New Year this year? Jay, do you want to go first? Uh. Sure, I haven't done a whole lot yet because I'm seeing my family tomorrow. But um, one of our good Otafest friends, um, she made uh, uh, mooncakes. She made her own mooncakes. They're um, lotus seed cakes, which are actually my preferred one. And they're super, super tasty. Um, She did a great job. If you guys want them, just ask for them in the in in the Odafest channel because she has some. she made over a hundred. Wow! Yeah, I'm waiting for mine. But I'm waiting of, for mine. Yeah, a lot wow. of us have Excited. have gotten them and everything like that. But like, she still mm-hmm. ha- probably has at least like fifty, I think. Wow! <laughs> so yummy, yeah. yummy. Lotus is I'm such excited. a yummy, like nice light flavor too. Those are going to be delicious. No, yeah. and then mm. like I said, we're. Gonna go for dim sum. Yeah, dim sum. That'll be super tasty, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing some family members just hanging out, getting fat. Love yep, it. getting fat. Yeah, sounds right. So for my family, my family is um, South Chinese. So yeah. in their culture, and because China has tons and tons of subcultures in their culture specifically. For the last day of the old year, you close it out by cleaning everything, just tidying everything up, setting it up for the new year. 
uh, very much with the mentality that it's like, you know, there's a new year coming. It's full of potential. Start it off on the right foot. Yeah. But also because there's a tradition of not doing any cleaning on New Year's Day. Because if you do clean on New Year's Day, it means you're sweeping away all of your good luck. So you ah. get all your cleaning done out of the way the day before. And then on New Year's, you just get to accumulate traditionally all your good luck. we'd be. Mm-hmm. Well, traditionally, we'd be going and visiting family and spending all that time focusing on the engagement aspect with each other. So, yeah. you know, you don't want to be caught cleaning stuff as well on top of all of that. So there's like a bit of a practical component to it as well as a superstition. So for the the last day of the old year, we get together with my family. Uh, Mom makes exactly nine dishes for dinner. Because nine is a homonym with long, so longevity, long life. Oh, okay, yeah. Every dish that mom makes has a pun associated with it to welcome the new year. Oh. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing about Chinese jokes. (laughs) Almost all the good Chinese jokes are puns. And and, and a lot of our uh, derived um, traditions have puns associated with them. That's so cool. Some might say that's terrible. (laughs) And yet, I hate English puns with a burning passion, but I have caught myself making them sometimes, and now I have no idea where my feelings sit on puns anymore. Right? Uh, I love puns, even if they sometimes make me angry. Even if they make me (laughs) They're supposed to make you angry. You're like, good Mm. one. If that's what I'm saying, inside, I love them. I will say, and this is kind of an aside, as someone who's learning Japanese, in particular, one of the things I'm working on is uh, picking up kanji. Um, mm-hmm. Which kanji is like the, the Japanese most character part. set that? Well, it's all it's difficult, but that's also because it's coming from the Chinese character set, which is mm-hmm. historically very difficult to learn because there's lots of characters. And so, mm-hmm. with um, one thing that I've learned as I'm studying kanji is just how many different readings there are because you have the Japanese reading. Um, which is sometimes used, but you also have the Chinese reading, the original Chinese reading of the Chinese characters, which also have multiple, they can have multiple readings. Usually it's one or two, but oftentimes it's far more than just two. Exactly. It's very context dependent. And so Mm -hmm. I think understanding why word, like the kanji work in different contexts makes me appreciate Chinese puns more because Mm -hmm. you can see how the different um, kanji work in different contexts. So I, I will say I think Chinese puns are really sneaky because they can both be a pun on how something is said, but also on how something is written. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of It's neat. true. It's true. So puns, um, lots of traditions that are kind of built around things that are pun-nation. Um, and then today, today, the day that we're recording is the first day of the new year. So today is a day where historically you would traditionally go around, visit your family, bring gifts. Not work. Um, have not tea. Do. Yep. Don't do work. Mm-hmm. Work cleaning, anything like that. And then tomorrow, uh, we call it opening the new year. So you would start the new year on the second day and you'd have, uh, dinner with your family and you'd, there'd be like red pockets everywhere, da 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 da. Very, very loud celebratory stuff. Today, there is a specific tradition that my family, um, observes and I don't know how many other families do, but I know that people in that culture will. Um, today is vegetarian day, but the, 
Following the Buddhist definition of vegetarian, it doesn't really fall under any of our like Western defined vegetarianisms. True. So it's really it's really strange to explain to someone who's <laughs> like never experienced it before. But essentially, it's no meat. But seafood doesn't count as meat. Yeah, eggs don't count as meat. They mm-hmm. have a, a definition based on like if it has blood. So like, if you think about it, you're like, okay, that's. That's a definition you could go by. I could understand that. Buddhism is based on, like, nonviolence. So it's like, okay. But yeah, today is a day for no meat. Um, but seafood is okay and eggs are okay. And they say that, like, starting off your, your new year by not harming another animal or another creature is supposed to bring you good luck as well. So Yeah, makes sense. Like mm. Yeah, well, that's really cool. I'm, Buddhist, I'm happy. Buddhist vegetarian food is so good. It is it's so good. Oh, I actually need so to go yummy. have it more often. Like, there's a couple of restaurants in Calgary. They're not bad at all. Like, really not good. not surprisingly, you can't get it, uh, you know, so easily. Um, it's kind of a rarity, they shall are, we say. But it's nice. They are artisans of tofu. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Oh, and tofu done well is just blam, 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 my favorite. Who, yeah. <laughs> if you, if, if people, I think we've had this conversation very recently where it's like, People don't like tofu in Western culture because people are like the, the marketing and the development was based around making tofu taste like something that it's not. Yeah, exactly. You know? Do you Which try to like, make beef taste like chicken? No. Stop yeah. making tofu. Try to taste like something else. Let tofu be, be tofu. Be its own thing. And, and I'll tell you, it's so good. Sake. And oh. once you have 100%. like, once you have like an agadashi tofu or something, mm. or like, or like nice silken tofu in broth, like it's such a different experience than tofu that is like impersonating a different kind of food. Mm-hmm. Tofu is a material I must have in hot pot now. Must oh, so good. Yes. In tofu various in forms. Pot. Tofu mm. skin? Mm. Yes. Oh, yes. 100% That's tofu skin. Good. Yes. Yes, yes. Absolutely. But yeah, here's to a good start to a new year. Indeed. And I'm really looking forward to all the things that are going to happen this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I hope everyone listening gets to have a fantastic start. You know, we've we've just Go had this sort of like Gregorian calendar New Year. So enjoy some lunar calendar oh, New Gregory. Year as well. Good old Gregory. <laughs> yeah, we have two types on Earth. If we're selling Earth culture to aliens, we have two types of counting time. One is by the moon. The other one is by a man by named s- Gregory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who loosely counted things sort of by the sun. So it's like, do you want to do moon time or sun time or both? But you it's Gregory's time. But and it's then, Gregory. And, and, not gonna lie. It's and Gregory's sun time. Greg was a hack. Don't listen <laughs> yeah. to Greg. And then uh, a couple just, of other dudes. He just took something from Julius and just like... And Augustus. Well, what if I tweak this? What if I twist this around a little bit? It's like yeah. almost sun time. Not quite. It's, it's and close. And we messed it's it up close. because September was supposed to be the seventh month, but now it's the ninth month. And then October, <laughs> October was, supposed was supposed to be the eighth month. <laughs> but it's the but tenth we, month. But we messed up. It's the tenth one. We, we forgot two months. Imagine, we had to stick them in the middle. Uh, imagine having months literally named after, after numbers. The number. Yeah. 
And then screwing it all up. I blame Greg for this. He was just Greg. like, ah, I, he's like, I forgot to, so I just have to, I just have to put them in here. My, yeah, my I'm bad. So, I'm sorry. Can I just put it? Can I just put it right, right here? I'm just, just going right to put it right here. I know it's going to mess up the counting, but like, just, just don't worry about it. Okay. Was, was Greg also, and I know I can just go Google this, but was Greg also comedically responsible for the biblically based counting system for the years? Yes. Probably. Yeah, I'm pretty sure know. he was. Yes, uh, I think mm. that came before the Gregorian calendar. Oh. I think that was okay, part of the yeah. Julian calendar. Was it? Fairly mm. certain. Mm. I feel like it came from the Roman Catholics. That's the Julian calendar. Oh, so mm. yes, <laughs> then it is biblically. The Julian calendar is named after uh, Julius Augustus Caesar. Caesar. Yeah, which mm-hmm. I was like, that's Roman. So it's the Roman Catholic. So yes, so yes, it is. Bi- it is and a biblical the, thing. Basically, the only thing the Gregorian calendar fixed was uh, leap years. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> so yes. today, Nancy has relearned a bunch of things about the calendar, and that's why Jesus's birthday is in December. And that's why Greg, while correct. Is a hack. He just he just tweaked Greg's the previous calendar. His hot like, fix. Just... His hot his hot fix that, patch. February hot not fix. good. Not very good. Yeah, it's correct, but it's not enough to name it after him. God damn. No. <laughs> we should we should rename the months. Yes, we should. Why but is also, that, why is that important? Change is hard. It is. Which hard. month gets sure. to be called Bob? March. February. February. Oh. February. February. Is yeah. I still like January for the first month because of Janice. Which one becomes yeah. monthly with McMonth face? March. November. Oh. March. Why November? November, November is a weird month. But Nova. I get that. For... Hmm. Anyways. Uh, Nova, Nova <laughs> for nine. <laughs> Anywho. Anyways. Anywho. <laughs> um. Oh, I want to I want to talk about something that is near and dear to my heart that I f- I started following 6 years ago because I watched yeah. it in Boston Pizza of all places. <laughs> Boston <laughs> Why pizza. were you in a Boston Pizza? You know what? It might have been more than 6 years ago because it's been a long time since I've been to a Boston Pizza. Odafest used to go to Boston Pizzas uh every like every now and then, not all the time, but like after meetings and stuff when we had in-person uh-huh. meetings and we'd be like, "Oh, where can cuz where's a place that can seat a bunch of people?" Um, on like, short notice. Yeah, like there's and a few Chinese restaurants, priced. there's some flow restaurants and then like Boston That's Pizza fair. and Denny's. Yeah. Every Boston is reasonably Pizza priced. is always empty because it does not deserve customers. No, but a, the one time a story that we went behind behind our our particular uh, wrath for Boston pizza, but we'll I, save I don't that for like another Boston podcast. pizza. Uh, <laughs> you know, God forbid they ever become a sponsor. But um, <laughs> I do. Rem- so there's one time we went in after a meeting, and sumo wrestling was on the TV, and I was like, sumo wrestling, oh. like you know, I. I think as most people do who aren't into sumo wrestling, sumo wrestling is like, you know, you kind of have that stereotypical, a big concept of like, yeah, it's of, a bunch like of it's big, big fat big dudes. Body dudes who are mostly naked and they, they, they push yep. each other over and stuff. Exactly. And while that is, you know, not completely untrue, um, from watching it, I was like, this is pretty legit. And I found like, uh, yeah. like channels, like sometimes on YouTube, there's even some on Twitch and stuff. And during the course of the year, so basically every two months, they hold sumo wrestling holds a major tournament, and those tournaments help them rank up or rank down depending on how they perform. And a 
thing like uh, a, a a basho which is the name of the tournament takes 15 days in which every wrestler involved uh, as long as they're able to they wrestle once a day they have a, a match once a day and they are trying to get the minimum of eight wins so like the majority of over 15 days or if, if they get less than eight wins then they're going to be like downgraded for sure um which affects their pay and stuff but i don't want to just explain all of it i just want to say that the it just ended like the new year's one because they always sort of uh sumo wrestling is basically a martial art that is that just happens to sidle along like a lot of shinto religion type stuff and they make the first one the new year's day uh, uh tournament end like on lunar new year essentially so it's like a big deal like it's very ceremonial all the audience is like wearing like a bunch of yukatas and kimono and like the 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 sumo the the, the big sumo sumo tournament of the year to start the year is on I super recommend it for anyone who wants to watch a sport that's not really a sport in the sense that there's a it's mostly based off of again like the Shinto religion part but it's something that is like if you don't love combat sports like boxing MMA I totally get it try sumo because it's less violent they're not trying to kill each other out there yeah like they're not trying to make each other bleed yeah and mm-hmm. the cool thing is everyone has a ranking system. And I don't mean like the sumo wrestlers. I also mean like the judges and the presenters and yeah. like everyone in there has like fans of like, you can be a fan of like an announcer. You can be a fan of a, a judge. Um, there's just a lot of like cool traditional religious stuff. And yeah. again, they're not trying to kill each other. So it's very like, it's much more pal- palatable. Is that the word palatable? Yeah, it's, it's more of a yes. meditative martial art than a violence. Yeah. It's but like, a very But they're still deliberate. very athletic. They're still yes, very yeah, athletic. Yeah, very athletic, but it's not about, like, hurting each other so much as it no. is using that athleticism to move another athletic person. It, it's, yes. it's very deliberate. It's very, you know, thoughtful, calculated. It's not, like, just a slamming of bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Although not it like can also be slamming can each be other that. into the ground. But like yeah. trying to like, like knock each other out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And during like a big MMA fight night kind of thing, there's usually like maybe like eight, five to eight matches, and they'll be like, oh, it's the title bout or whatever. But that takes like four hours of just a lot of you know build up. Build up, exactly. For a sumo wrestle uh tournament, there's literally like I don't know. I want to say like 50 or 60 matches. Like, like it's just wow. going and going and going. The action never stops. You just got these cute men. They're actually really cute. Yeah, they seem really adorable. <laughs> su- and, and, and they have like little pre-interviews in between where they always, because it's like very, again, traditional. They're not like all trying to be like super bravado. Like, yeah, I'm going to knock that guy's face. I'm going to knock gonna, that guy's up. Yeah, I'm when better. They, when, like, when, they do, when they do interviews, they're like, I'm just hoping to rank up and I'm trying and I hoped that I can impress uh, my my stable master and do real good for this year. And I'm like, I want to improve. I want to improve the standing of our stable and contribute to the sport. Oh my my God, that's so wholesome. My wholesome little sumo baby. Yeah. And then they got to do a little battle for about, I don't know, 30 seconds. And it's like, all right. And you're like, cool. That was awesome. And then we get to watch another one. Yeah. 
And it's very impressive. Like the physical aspect is still very impressive. Yeah. I would love to go watch one in person one day. That's my Oh, that would be so cool. It would just be a very interesting cultural experience to actually watch watch it live. They also have a Gaijin cam. <laughs> during their tournament, where like anytime exactly they see anyone, anyone who's not like Asian, very clearly like at could least, be mistaken yeah, for a Japanese like, person. Hey, look, like that person who's clearly not from Asia likes sumo, and they'll like focus the camera on them <laughs> while they're just like eating chips and don't know what they're on camera. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. yes, that's me, immortalized yeah, on the exactly. camera for eating chips. F. But yeah, yes. Super recommend. I don't know. I, I I've never really wanted to expound on a, on on like a sport here, being like, oh yeah, let's go watch football or something. Nah, sumo wrestling is the way to go. Look look it yeah. up. Neat. I love it. Thank Neat. you for enlightening my life. Indeed. Cute new, men pushing new, each new other. Sports in tradition. to investigate. I need more wholesome sports, to be honest. I think a lot of the bravado stuff is what turned me off of watching sports as a child. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. There's a lot of like toxic culture around sort of just like it's too machismo most of the time. And then uh people not to get say hurt, that like people sports get injured. need to Yeah, sports need to be competitive, but you don't need to be a jerk about competitive it. Competitive and oh, absolutely. each other. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. I think what what happened there is that it's it's almost an injection of theater to create storylines and keep people interested. Yeah, that's like, true. That's like called was professional wrestling. <laughs> when you've got professional wrestling and even MMA, you're you might be watching for two hours, and you might only see like four, six fights, maybe. Yeah, and because they're they're creating drama out of nothing, they're creating a lot of like extra extra bullshit to pad it out and to try to get people like invested in it. Yeah. yeah, that's how you have like the whole face and the villains in in professional wrestling. Yeah, oh yeah, Whereas you wouldn't have that in. But it's, in sumo. it's and it's also the you know the story of like the underdog versus like you know the seasoned, super skilled raid boss veteran. In sumo, there's not really that like heel or face type kind of thing. They just legitimately don't like bad people <laughs> in in, yeah. in sumo. Like if you have a controversy, and a controversy is things are things like, um fighting outside of uh like like outside of like, yeah yeah like ha- like a, having a drunk fight in a bar um there have been top ranked uh, res- uh sumo wrestlers called yokozuna there was one uh, in the past five or ten years where they were legit they just like no we don't want like that kind of stuff we don't want that kind of behavior to be so in you're our sport from they the literally just like asked them to retire and, you know like Please actually leave. We don't want stupid things. We don't things. want that. There's yeah. uh, there's this one dude who during COVID, uh, so all sumo wrestlers, uh, uh, for the most part, in uh, up until you hit like super high ranks, most of the time live you have together. to stay in a yeah. They live together in a stable, uh, not an actual stable. It's just called a stable in English, <laughs> like a boarding and, house. Exactly, and they train and eat and do everything there. But you're still allowed to have like a wife and stuff uh, right. and like a relationship. You can still leave. But you you're just not can't. tied to it. But yeah. your living but you situation is where yeah. you work. You live where you 99% work. Ninety nine percent of the time, mm. you're going to be in the stable. This one dude, wow. during COVID, cheated on his wife. He snuck out from the stable over twenty times and 
cheated on his wife. Now he's not super high ranking it, but he is in the upper ranks. And yeah. they're and basically they're like, we don't like you. Do not mess up again. <laughs> like and they're like, and if this you do is like this during again, COVID and everything like that. Yeah, it's like, and he's like a decent wrestler too. Like he has good records most of the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, but they your don't care. Individual they, accomplishments. You still need to be a good person. Trump, do not trump. You know, dishonoring yeah. yourself. They'd your rather family, have a bad wrestler who is a good person than a bad wrestler, or than a good wrestler, wrestler who is a bad, who's a bad person. person. Exactly. Yeah. I yeah. appreciate that. Which is, it's very interesting. It's a very unique culture to have around a sport. They're very cute. Yeah. I'm going to have to check them out. <laughs> and then maybe report back next next podcast on, on what I learned about sumo wrestling. I think you'd like it just because you're still um, doing more study on Japanese and then yeah. a lot of the broadcasts are still in Japanese. But you'll exactly. still yeah. you'll get a lot of it. Exactly. In. It'll be an opportunity for language study. Exactly. Yeah. Language learning. Yep. Yep. 100%. Yeah. Anyway, that's my whole thing on sumo wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> that was really cool. That Thanks for really bringing that cool. up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a good way to, to kind of wrap things up. It's a whole two months till the next big one. I'm sad. Soon. Soon. Aw, but soon. Soon. Hopefully. Soon. Two you know months what else is soon? will be here sooner than you expect. Indeed. Exactly. And sooner than you expect will be next week's episode. Of the OtaFest podcast. Indeed. Bye, y'all. Bye. Take care.